How was your first day at work? Um, it was it was not as overwhelming as my second day of work, which wasn't as overwhelming as my third day of work. Uh, because I am the HR marketing director for an accounting firm now, uh, which is something that I've never done. Hold on, you're uh, marketing for the HR department? No, no, no. I'm the HR director and the marketing director. There's an accounting firm here in the area that's a startup. So there's only like six people that work in the firm. Uh, and so, so I'm filling, I'm, I'm actually filling like four roles in one. I'm the HR director. I'm the marketing director. I'm the IT director and I'm the payroll manager. So I hope you renegotiate your contract. If you didn't know that beforehand, none of which which you paid for four positions. You better change that quick. Yeah. So it's been. So my first day, I was like, wow, I have no idea what I'm doing. And my boss is like, hey, you need to fire this person. What? You got to fire somebody on your first day? <laughs> so that was terrible. Uh, Did you and, really get to fire somebody? Yeah. Hi, yeah. you don't know me. I'm new. You're not. Nope. Well, no, <laughs> it wasn't the first day that I fired somebody. It was the second day. The first day <laughs> on my job, I had to conduct an internal HR investigation uh, over, <laughs> over um, what do they call them? claims complaints uh that have been filed within the company Mm -hmm. so i had to spend the whole day like getting to know everybody and pulling them into my office and being like hey my name is donovan i'm the hr director so we need to talk about this thing and it was it was terrible and you're fired throwing you in the fire yeah so hey here's your introduction to being an hr fire somebody man you should have went where do you sit i like that desk better you're fired (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like office space come to yeah. realize. But yeah. no, really, you're fired. What is exactly you say you do here? That's, I'm a people person. Man, that's intense. Yeah. So uh, good job filling out I, your resume that you didn't only you didn't qualify for one job. I, you qualified for I know. Four. Something doesn't sound right about that situation though. Well, I mean, especially, I the, no, especially especially the HR part though, because there's other legal ramifications of that too. Oh no no, no I know. Which I'm terrified about the whole the whole time. I'm like, I need to know that I'm doing this right. And like, you I've been start googling. Studying, you gotta start studying, studying labor law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been uh, insane on the daily, <laughs> and I have to have I have to have a very hard conversation with my boss tomorrow about the lo- about like. No, no, no. I'm not going to fire him. I am the law. But I'm going to sit down with him and be like, hey, uh, something needs to change. Otherwise, this company isn't going to be here in a month. So maybe they'll make you partner then. No, I think, he kn- it's kind of- I think he knows that. That's why he gave you four <laughs> positions. Oh, gosh. This well, I'm is- saying, you said it was a startup. Yeah, so it's a startup. I, I could, I could kind of see. I guess, I guess we're technically like a smart up kind of like operation is that you, you fill in the void where the people are most appropriate to fill in. But like Sean saying, like there's certifications to be an HR rep and making sure you're, you're legally doing things right. Like that, that could come back and bite you. But 
the idea that you are going to be filling multiple roles that you may not be experienced in is kind of a, a new age kind of thing. But HR would definitely not be the one to, to like, well, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to dip my toe in well, fire. It was funny because it's like when he first, uh, when he first offered me the job, it was just for marketing. He needed a marketing director. He needed someone to go out and find new clients for the agency. And he's like, you will train you. You can learn, just find new clients and you're good. So, okay. So I'm going to be a marketing director. That's fantastic. Let's do it. And then a week later, it's like, um, yeah, and you need to be the HR director because we have enough employees within our firm now that we need to have someone designated as a HR person. Uh, so you need to do marketing and HR, but mainly marketing. Okay, a couple of days go by. You're mainly going to get to do HR, and we pay $1,500 a month and $140 per phone call to our IT department. So we need you to pick up on on uh, the IT responsibilities. Okay. <laughs> the, the same exact it's, thing happened to a good friend of mine, and he ended up suing the company. And, really? it, and it was a startup for that same reason, because of being hired under false pretenses. And it's there's laws, well, I don't know if it's state law or federal, but there's laws against doing that when, you, when you're getting hired for a position, especially one like, like yours. So if you talk to your boss, you might want to think about trying to build in a parachute for yourself to kind of uh, shield yourself from any other legal things for what you're being asked to do. That is a fair point. Yeah. Especially if you're, it seems like they're making you the, the tip right. of the spear. Uh-huh. Cause yeah. that way they have, you know, plausible di- deniability. I don't think it's about plausible deniability cause everything goes back to the owner of the company. No, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> no, no. Not if you're a good owner. Well, I mean, I mean, you're the HR guy now, so everybody has an employee contract, and so whenever they you sign on with a company with any legitimate company, you should have some kind of contract, some kind of agreement. There's a handbook, there's a code of conduct, there's something to let people know that if you behave a certain way or you operate outside of these parameters, yeah. this is the potential that could happen. Yeah. So it's usually called a, yourself that. It's, it's called so a SOP. You, well, I mean, yeah, it could be called. Lots yeah, of which I need. I need to write that. <laughs> Need to write it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they had one that they uh, they pulled a template off the internet and just you know filled in the insert company name here. Sounds like an so, episode of Better Call Saul. Who did Saul. you fire? I want to be their legal representation. <laughs> I'm gonna get that uh, dude's job back, and then so yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, have you ever fired anybody before? Had Hive ever fired anybody yeah. before? No. I've tried to fire. I mean, like uh, contractors, people that have come in to like to fix something in a house, and I'm like, dude, you're not doing a good job. I'm sorry, we're no, not I mean, like somebody else. Has anybody in like an official like business capacity like ever fired somebody before? Yeah, I have. I've fired several people. So firing people is you're making a legal case why you don't want that person here, and you have to be able to cover all of your bases because if that person can say like I I didn't know I wasn't supposed to wear my giant middle finger t-shirt. It's not in my employee handbook or whatever that says I can't do that. We don't have a dress code. How was I supposed to know I didn't do that? So then they kind of win. And so you have to be able to present a case. Well, that's because that's why there's catch all statements being written in a lot of those procedures saying, um, I forget how it's worded, but something about and any other violation that the manager seems fit that doesn't go in line with their vision or, or mission or something like that. There's some sort of catch-all statement that's used in a lot of those cases where it doesn't specifically violate any one thing. And it's funny because there's like a little 
a little, you know, fine print in the handbook that says, you know, the contents of this handbook, the the employee handbook, are subject to change at any time. And, and we reserve the one, right and that's to one of not those notify you. Like we will try our best to notify you, but like we do not necessarily have to notify you of any changes. Yeah, and that's one of <laughs> like, those things. That is terrible. Yeah. No, she was um the board of directors for the company uh actually decided to fire her. So I was just fulfilling I was just fulfilling the directive of the board of the board for the company. So was it was that an email notification or just like a conversation? No, because I uh so um when I got on my first day, I got there in the morning and I was told that I needed to perform this uh, internal investigation based on complaints that have arisen within the company. So I did, and I turned that information into the board. Well, that meeting that night, uh, the board met and they voted to terminate this employee's um, uh, employment, this person's employment. And so the next morning, they gave me word saying, "Hey, we're you're you're to terminate this person's employment." Here's the letter. Have her sign it. You know, they had somebody they come and escort her out and collect her things and all that kind of stuff. So that sucks. Well, you have a yeah. little you have a little bit of protection there because the decision came down yeah. from the board. You are just yeah. the arm that was delivering the message. No, it wasn't and there's my stuff that was signed. So again, yeah, you, yeah you're, there's you're stuff okay. that you're was okay. signed. You didn't just walk around going like, "Hey, Carol, okay. how's it going?" Yeah. But now you. You're like the the company uh, tough guy now. Yeah, and being in HR, everybody comes to me to talk to me about everything, <laughs> everything that's wrong with the company. And so today, today uh, we had a training meeting with all the accountants, and we were supposed to watch this webinar on uh, submitting proper documentation for um, 1080E4 section 471 a b and whatever uh i don't know that world but we started the training and they're like this we have to do this all the time it's such a waste of time and then the accountants started talking about what's really going on in the company and issues they've been having how we're going to fix them all this other kind of stuff and they just unloaded everything on me and i was like whoa oh man uh i hope we're going to be around in a month so I'm going to take all this information that I've gathered from the boss, from the client services director, and from all of the attorney, all the uh, the accountants, and tomorrow morning have a very tough conversation with my boss, saying, "Hey, we we need to change some things, otherwise, this 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 ship isn't long for this world." <sighs> I'm not stressed. <laughs> so well, good. I'm glad you're having fun at work. It's I do have to say it has been intriguing. I am on, like, I'm constantly trying not to freak out. <laughs> it's like the boy, what is it, the story of the boy in the dam, and he plugs one hole and another one pops up, and he plugs that one, another one pops up, and he plugs that one, and all of a sudden, like, he's run, <laughs> he's run out of limbs to, like, try and fix the holes in the dam. Feels like that. Remember when I became management uh, at the Dunker facility? Like every, there was a bunch of veterans and there was a bunch of like type A gung ho kind of people, and I didn't really ever have to worry about HR stuff. And then this one guy that was really conservative, this younger guy, 
um, came up to me one day and he was like, I have to file a formal complaint against this other guy. And I'm like, oh, God, what? And he was a guy like didn't like to be hugged and didn't like to play the little silly, like stupid frat boy kind of games. And he was always like, don't touch me and leave me alone kind of person. I'm like, what? What is wrong now? He's like, this guy keeps showing me his butt. And when we used to change into our wetsuits, we had this like designated area, this little like plywood kind of room. And we would all go in there. We'd be in our work clothes. And then, sorry, it's time to get in the pool. Everybody needs to change. So it'd be like six dudes in there naked get putting on wetsuits. Well, this one guy used to be in the Coast Guard, used to play a joke on the super conservative guy. And he would know when he was coming around the corner and he would like bend over to pick up his wetsuit, but just like full on like bum, all of the parts of the bum. And he was like, oh, hey, my bad. I'm sorry. And so I had to write this policy letter in response to like somebody showing somebody else their butthole at work. And I remember like, I don't think people have to do this in their job. <laughs> or this would be like an Use automatic the word butthole in a company letter. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, people would do this thing where they'd walk up and like Full moon. flip people or flick people in their shirt, their nippleage region in their shirt. And somebody again did it to that guy. And he came up. He's like, I got to form another complaint. And I'm like, oh, my God, good grief. And I, I thought he was joking. He's like, no, everything is a, is a paper trail and I need a paper trail. So I had to write up another thing. I'm like sitting everybody down during a staff meeting. Like, please, nobody touch so-and-so's nipples at work. This is your official warning. I'm like, man, this is dumb. You can't say so-and-so's nipples, right? It has to be general so you're not exclusive. Ex, ex, you're not singling yeah, so out was, the perpetrator yes, well, or the victim of everybody a situation. Knew. There was like nine no, people. No, I know. There. Yeah. It's but like it was, my investigation. I had to make it sound There's really six nice. people that work here. Everybody knows. Yeah. But. Yeah, and I, yeah. No inappropriate touching. Someone, no unwanted contact or physical touching in any way of people's private areas or exposing your private areas. It was really stupid. And I remember writing that, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think people have to do this in their normal jobs. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny how much of that is written in standard now. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not the butthole statement, but the the other stuff is actually pretty standard now. Since I started working in 1994, I've seen that evolution. Yeah. Well, it's even it's even dumber, I guess, coming from like a, a a post-military kind of environment, because I think the standards for behavior and what is acceptable in a workplace are extremely different in a, a military like camaraderie type environment than they are in a traditional workplace. And so leaving the everybody was like fresh from the military. So in a real work environment where people still acted like they were in the army or the Navy or Coast Guard. It's like, okay, there's actual liability now, so you can't do that to people. And people will get mad, and they're like, why? This is dumb. He, he could just take a joke. I'm like, or maybe you just not show him your butthole at work. Like, it's surprisingly easy not to do that. But I was going to say people made a stink about it. But I had... <laughs> <laughs> so the minute you got to write a policy letter about somebody showing buttholes, and we could talk. I'll give you some yeah. pointers. I think I still have that letter. I can just email it to you. You should sneak that into the SOP. 
I hope I never have to write that policy. You should post that in the common areas and just make people wonder what happened. <laughs> like there was a sign at, at the grocery store the other day beside the cherries. And it was like, don't spit the cherry pits on the ground. And I just stopped and stared at it like, what dirty savage is A, eating all the cherries at the grocery store and then just spitting them on the floor? And it made me wonder, like, what other kind of random signs can I place sporadically throughout the grocery store to insinuate that someone has done something ridiculous? Don't lick the ice cream? <laughs> yeah, like the vegetable mister. Is, oh, yeah. That reminds me, uh, do you guys see, uh, it must have been like two or three weeks ago, Keith Decent had taken like those uh, <laughs> the same phone number they yeah. posted by the side of the freeway and stuff. <laughs> He started putting alternate messages with them, and they started getting all sorts of weird telephone calls. And he got yep. interviewed by the news for it. Hot grandmas and stuff like it was somebody like we trying will buy to buy grandmas young and old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Sean, how was your uh, your teachers' conference? It was good and it was boring, but it was it was kind of needed. So this is the same training I attended a couple of years ago in Utah, which is a, a week-long training for teaching um, AP computer science principles. It was the exact same training I'd been to before, um, but it's always good to go for like a refresher because the uh, AP test changes every couple of years. And I had another fellow teacher with me from my school site who might eventually be teaching it, so I wanted to make sure that she um, she had what she needed out of the training too. So it was... I don't know, it was interesting, and I got to go to USC, which I'd never been to USC. It's a beautiful campus right in the middle of, you know, South Central Los Angeles, which is really interesting. Did you randomly ask people if they cheated to get in? No, actually. That would have been low brow, I imagine, for such a prestigious university. It would have been funny as hell, though. Like, you don't look too <laughs> smart. What would you do to get in here? Are you on the wrestling <laughs> team? Air quotes? <laughs> yeah. it, it is funny that you bring that up, though, because I had some – I got there early one morning – uh, there was only about 40 minutes of traffic, so an hour and a half. So some time to kill. I sat down watch, just watching the students walking by and just wondering, you know, I'm wondering who's going to debt, who had scholarships, and, you know, who just had, like, a, a rich parent or cheated on applications to get them in there. Because I never could have gotten to USC, even if, you know, I never would have got admitted in high school. But it was interesting sitting there at this point being a teacher now and giving college advice to to students and you know, everything going on. Mm. Just a weird moment. Uh, I was thinking about um, just the circumstances of different students and what, you know, got them to that campus. Wes, what you been up to? Well, uh, last week, was before the 4th, we, uh, our family and another family we're really close to, we went up to the mountains in Virginia, and it was at a ski resort uh, where they have summertime activities like a pool and hiking and uh, camping kind of stuff. So we did that sort of thing up there. It was pretty fun. Uh, while we were up there, we got an interesting phone call. Uh, it was a voicemail that they left because our cell phone signal was kind of intermittent through it's like a mountainous region, so it's sort of spotty. Uh, we get back to the house, and uh, Catherine checks her voicemail, and it was a, a utilities department from the town that we live in saying that uh, over the last month, our water usage has been four times the normal amount. That's fine. And, and to call them. And so we're like, oh, that's 
lovely. Let's investigate this. So, you know, we went to like with them, we called them and like, Hey, why is it been a month since you, you know, detected this? You know, that's a different issue entirely, but it turns out our, some part of our water system was leaking. So then we asked them to turn it off while we were out of town. We got back and we went through the whole like plumber thing, like, trying to get an estimate of what it could be. You know, we were trouble. I was doing some troubleshooting on my own and I determined by turning off the main water of the house that it was somewhere between the street and our house, like underground in our water, like a uh, service line leaking 30 to 40 gallons an hour. Whoa. How could you tell oh that when you turn the, the water off? Oh, how did I tell? Because we, there's a water meter uh, at the street and it was still going when I turned the house off. Hmm. And we have a sprinkler system as well, and that was completely shut off as well. So it had to be going somewhere. There was no puddles, uh, which is the normal, you know, telltale indicator that you have a leaking water main, apparently. So a bubble in your lawn that you could bounce nope. on? or Yeah, no bubble, no, no nothing. Uh, so that was awesome. And they said, oh, yeah, it's going to be like $3,000 to lay another water line and do all the updating of all the fittings and da-da-da-da. So that was not fun. Um and I just tossed out the idea. I'm like, hey, what if I did it? You know, like, haha, like kind of like referencing the previous week's conversation of fixing mm-hmm. things, you know, like take my own medicine kind of deal. Use so I, plant, yeah, I planted that seed <laughs> and uh, wasn't really intending on digging up the whole entire yard, right, uh, to lay a new water main because that it seemed kind of silly. They were just going to not investigate where the leak was and just like cut your losses or lay a new one kind of thing and so i did some research online and they said that the most common places of a leak are at the connection points either at the street mm-hmm. or if you have a um, sprinkler system underground it's maybe like in that sort of connection or at the house so here i am at the street near our um, water um, sprinkler system irrigation system digging up the hole <laughs> exposing all the pipes it's like a foot and a half deep two feet deep exhausting myself i'm already like coming back from hiking and doing all this other outdoor activity and our vacation already exhausted so i'm even more exhausted digging this hole which sucks in seven you know uh july you know 90 upper 90s temperature high humidity whatever didn't find a leak like well we might as well do the next hole at the house and just check that and as we're digging the, the ground is actually wetter there. Like the color is different than a couple of feet adjacent of that. I'm like, hey, that's actually a good sign. Catherine was actually digging this hole. It was a lot softer because it was moistened. Uh, so she's digging it up. And sure enough, there's a pipe that comes out of the house. And the pipe, it's all flexible. And the, the, the pipe that comes from the road where those two meet, there was a mass of cement around it, which is super weird. And I've still yet to investigate like what the deal is. If there's any plumbers out there that know what we're talking, I'm talking about message me. Cause I still haven't been able to find anything about it, but apparently where these two different pipes connect, whatever the joint is, they poured literally poured cement around it. And like, it was like not even a mold or anything it was just kind of like encapsulating the plumbing fittings. And the leak was like shooting out. And I like turned it back on just to make sure. And I'm like, okay, wow. that's, how am I going to get to that? So I like chisel it away. I post on the, we like to make stuff group because there's a bunch of, you know, talented people with different skill sets there. And some of them had heard of that. Some people didn't They're like just, you know, they give me some recommendations. 
long story long, I ended up uh, buying a hammer drill, which is super fun. That's it. That's super two amazing. of the categories from last week. Yeah, People right? didn't own a drill or a hammer, and you just smushed them both together. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I got a hammer drill. Uh, it's probably one of the most fun tools I've ever used. Um, got a bunch of drill bits, which cost almost more than the hammer drill. Uh, and they're like two feet long or something. Uh, ended up punching a hole through my cement wall in my basement. And I ended up fixing the damn thing. Hey, oh. Yeah. yeah. Troubleshot it. Figured out where it was. I'm like, well... Um, if I can't fix it, they're already going to lay a new line anyway. What's the worst that could happen, right? So I punch a hole through the house, laid another line, or connected the new line to get to it, uh, walled off the small one, like plugged it up so it doesn't leak or have any sort of water penetration. And then I had to like put some new PEX, uh, PEX fittings, which I was referencing some of you guys' oh work. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I hooked it all up. It looks better than it did initially. Um, and... Power, I turned it on, and we actually took a shower uh, for the first time. I'm not going to say in a couple of days, but it was a lot easier process to take a shower because what we had been doing, we would shut the, all the water off. And like, oh, I need to go take a shower. Let's, we like had to coordinate when people were taking showers, like even more so than normal. Mm. And like we had to go up to the street, turn the water on, and like during this amount of time, we're allowing the water to leak 40 gallons an hour underground, wherever it was, to take a shower. And then you just you know cut the water off. And we had like jugs of water by every sink we we're washing our hands like jugs of water it was ridiculous but yeah it was it's so nice to be able to use the sink in your house who would have thought Good job but i did it proud of you avoided three thousand dollars nice yeah so you gotta take your own medicine sometimes right <laughs> i forgot what happened but i remember one of the nicest things my wife could have said to me and she was like i feel bad for for <laughs> people who don't have a handy, you know, husband. Not that like she's incapable of doing anything. That's not the point. But she's absolutely right. Like being able to stop and figure it out mm-hmm. and fix it like is an amazing skill set. Just like we talked about last week apparently is a lot more rare than I thought it was, but yeah, good for you. Thank you. I applied it. I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was applying electrical troubleshooting to plumbing, which is kind of the same thing. It's really. the exact same thing. <laughs> it just sounds scarier when they're like, yeah, your water main is, is leaking. You're like, oh, crap, that's a major thing. That's like you know, doing open heart surgery on yourself. You know what I mean? Like as far as yep. ranking important things happening and you're you know, failing at your house. So I was – Opening uh, closes backwards. Mm, true. That was one thing when I was learning electronics. I'm like, why are you saying it's closed but stuff is going through it? That's dumb. <laughs> Right. So, knock on wood, hopefully nothing else breaks. We've waited a trip. We have an uh, upcoming trip next week. We're going to Wyoming uh, again. I'm bringing Catherine and the two kids, and we're going out there. They haven't been – Catherine hasn't been out there in, like, seven years. Samantha, last time she was there, she was one and a half, and Grant has never been. So we're going to go to the um, Tetons and Yellowstone for a couple of days camping. we got RV up there and stuff we're going to stay at. So should be cool. May or may not be here next week. I'll see. Mm-hmm. What have you oh, been working on? Like Donovan, I know you've mm. you've been posting pictures of super cool <laughs> projects. Oh my gosh. My one project that I've been spending way more time on than I should at Sky Sky, 
Skith? Nope. I'm not going to send you links to pronounce Scythe. it anymore. Uh, I'm just going to call it the Sith of Rakes, because that's what my son calls it. The Scythe of Quake. The Sith of Rakes. It's the Sith of Rakes. Yeah, I finally, I actually just put the last coat of uh, uh, clear coat acrylic on it. I didn't want to do the clear coat acrylic. Uh, I wanted to do something else. Clear, clear coat, clear, clear coat. <laughs> I can't pronounce acrylic anything. Acrylic. Yes. This is going to be a fun That's video. Stuff. Hi, Goblin Bubblegum. Well, neighbor. It's I wanted to see if there was stuff. like a different way to to make wood look metallic. I mean, it feels weird painting wood anyway because it, I don't know, feels unnatural to paint wood. But uh, if the sword that I made, uh, I did the the gold I spray paint. Sword. Yes, it is. <laughs> sword. S word. I did the, the gold spray paint on the sword, and I uh, I did the clear clear <laughs> clear coat acrylic. <laughs> Clear yes. coat acrylic. Um, but the problem is anytime, like even a couple days after I had gotten it done, anytime I would set it somewhere, uh, it would stick and it would leave gold anywhere where I put it. So now the sword looks battle hardened, which I guess is cool, but it just means that like stuff has come off of it that should not be coming off of it. And so I'm worried that the Sith of Quake rakes is going to uh do the same thing well the acrylic is not as as durable as a polyurethane because it's water-based like it's it's not as strong it doesn't form that like plasticky well i mean polyurethane is plastic but it doesn't form as as durable of an outer protective layer but it also well i mean it's going to be gold so if you did polyurethane it would be more durable you would have to let it cure and it wouldn't, shouldn't do that. And it would yellow whatever it is that you're going to do, but you're going to make it gold anyway. No. So I'm the got, a, a better process might have been standard uh, standing sealer, primer, standing and then the gold. sealer. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Sanding sealer. Mm-hmm. It seals up the pores of the wood and gives a better surface for the other stuff to adhere. It's <laughs> it's like a it's like a polyurethane but it's a lot easier to sand. Yeah. It fills and in. And then the, so sanding sealer, then primer, then paint, then whatever. The the, the, the it's a gold spray yeah. paint you're using or a no, latex brush on a paint. No, gold spray paint. Primer underneath would probably have it make it a little bit better or so it doesn't like um stick yeah. or peel off as much. Okay. Well, I've got two more Ninjago weapons that I uh, need to make. I'm not going to be carving them out of wood because I've learned my lesson from these two experiences. Uh, Josh actually gave me a really good idea for the uh, Shurukens. Is that how you say that? <laughs> Probably not, but it's fun <laughs> to hear you try. No, no, it's not. I have failed on so many levels today. Shurukens. I every time I hear it, I think sure. I think of Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I heard Street Fighter. That's Hadouken, by the way. So, (laughs) just say Ninja Star. So the Ninja Stars. uh, Josh gave me a really good idea uh, to basically do what they did with the throwing axes, but just make the Ninja Stars (laughs) shurikens. Uh, I still don't know what I'm going to do for the nunchucks, but I've got time to figure that out. I'm also making the the 
the excite bike bike shed so i've been digging up ground and laying sand and uh foundation for that that's what i've been up to oh and i got lit on fire on the 4th of July. <laughs> Got lit. So, so there, you were passive in that. Yes. Well, <laughs> sort of. I was the one that lit the thing. And we were standing far away. But there's these new uh, fireworks that we'd never seen before called zingers. Uh, and they're kind of like, they look like little dynamite sticks. And they're supposed to like fly up and explode. Well, apparently this particular zinger didn't want to fly up. It flew right at me and burned into my shirt and lit me on fire. <laughs> lit me on fire, burned my arm, and like I got a big old purple bruise on my ribs. And you can see the the indentation of the firework on my ribs. It's kind of cool. Still hurts, but I didn't realize I was on fire. My wife runs over and she's she's patting me down because it lit me on fire. So that was my Fourth of July. How how was your? Hear that, kids? Oh kind of cool. Most America, like Fourth of July, that you're super happy that you got lit on fire by fireworks. <laughs> it hurts. I don't know why I'm smiling or laughing. All other countries yeah, need hurts. to take notice. Like, yeah, you might have universal health care, but do you have people that are so happy that they got lit on fire by fireworks one day a year? How often can you say that, though? <laughs> America. How was your night? I got lit on fire. Hopefully, not mm-hmm. very often. I was chasing my brother around in the parking lot, shooting Roman candles at him. It was great. <laughs> yeah. How was it Roman candles in my house? <laughs> American candles. <laughs> Freedom candles. Eagles, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? How was everybody's 4th of July? It's been a minute since we've all spoke. It was all right. 4th of July isn't a, a big deal around here um, because we don't have the room where we should be doing fireworks, but people shoot them off anyways. So, you know, I spend most of the evening just trying to keep my dog somewhat calm and for her not to have a heart attack. Um, it seems to have gotten worse for her as she's gotten older. Um, so we sit down and watch a movie, just kind of keep her calm and hopefully, you know, have all the, that, you know, the madness pass for all the fireworks. You know, my, my neighbors are, are really kind of within arm's reach. Our whole neighborhood is, most of the neighborhoods around here are that way. And they're shooting off fireworks that belong at Disneyland. You know, the, the really big ones. And yeah. they shake the house, set off the car alarms, and nobody here is qualified to properly do it. Um, yeah, it's it's annoying. So, 4th of July is, is not Is anybody that really properly qualified to light off a firework? Yeah, but you figure you have the typical ones you would buy at a fireworks stand, even though they're they're outlawed around here, compared to the ones that go drive out to Vegas um, to get that should only be lit off at theme parks. I think there's a... a bit of a difference in size and scale that sounds awesome and intensity <laughs> i'm glad you think it's awesome no like being able to buy like fireworks that should be lit off at a theme park like you can do that there's a place called perump in nevada that people drive out to which is like indian reservation and typical laws don't apply there people drive out and buy the stuff there yeah, we used to live near the Nisqually Indian Reservation in Washington, and I remember going on the reservation. They had the best fireworks, but I guess I never looked to get anything that big. Try That's kind of cool. off menu, I guess. Yeah, like where's the good stuff, man? 
It's kind of funny around here. Like we don't live in the cities, so there's no ordinances for anything. And I'm surprised there's not fireworks going off right now. Because I mean, they started they started like June 26th. Same here. Every night, people. I mean, if I'm outside when any of those go off, my heart jumps a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot more around because the the urban the suburban area for the sound to bounce off of. Oh yeah. You also had earthquakes since we talked last. Yeah. Week. Oh yeah, we had some big ones. Um, I think it was a seven. Seven point two. Something like that. Um, I'm not super close to it, but close enough. And freaked out my kids, of course. I've, I've been through a lot of earthquakes. It wasn't that big of a deal for me, but it was the longest earthquake in memory. I, I thought because hmm. the because the first one was the small one, and then it was followed by the the follow up, which is. Typically smaller, but it was the bigger one, right? There were two separate earthquakes. Uh, typically, you think the second one is an aftershock, but I think they're classified as two separate earthquakes. The second one was bigger, though. Um, and for earthquakes, they, they typically happen in two different fashions. One is a jolt, where where it feels like something hit the house, and everything kind of hits and shakes, and then it kind of just dissipates really quick. But this one wasn't the case. It's what you call a rolling earthquake, where it's, you have this kind of like feeling like this, where everything kind of rolls and moves and kind of around like this. And it's a really, really unsettling feeling. And it was, what's worse is I was on the second story of my house that I think amplified it even more. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my wife was on the bottom floor. And we have a concrete foundation. We don't have a raised foundation. So she didn't feel it as much as me and my son did being up here. I think I was in my office when it happened too. Man, that's crazy. I would still rather deal with, you know, a 30 second or one minute quake compared to what you guys deal with where you guys live. You're talking mm-hmm. about like tornadoes? Hurricanes? Any of the crap that you guys deal with, you know, See, t- that's, tons, that's tons of so snow, funny. hurricane, uh, yeah. tornadoes, probably in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Earthquake is, is pretty small beans. I mean, it, it, you know, could mess up the roads. If you're outside, it's almost completely harmless as long as you're away from power lines and stuff. And I don't have any power lines on my street. They're all on, you know, the other side. So it doesn't feel like that big of a threat to me. It could do a lot that's of damage. It's so weird, but, like the, the relativism. Because like a hurricane, like a Category Two or whatever hurricane, is really nothing. But the thought of driving through the middle of the country where there may be a tornado is terrifying. Or that the the Earth decided to just pick up and just rumble around is unsettling. To where everybody else, it's like, oh well, that thing over there that I've heard about is scary, but this thing's not so bad. I've never had to evacuate because of an earthquake. Well, I guess you could. Well, I mean, you have fire. instantaneous, right? Yeah, there's no like no, but I mean, even like warning detection. No, yeah, well, there is, but it's kind of useless. Um, it's not early enough to be actionable. But I'm, what I mean is kind of like, even like the aftermath. I've never had to evacuate or go anywhere else because of earthquake damage. I mean, if you're, I saw people in the news that were talking about that they couldn't go back in their house, or but I guess it was more people in Ridgecrest where yeah, the epicenter was epicenter, epicenter. Yeah, my parents felt yeah. it in Vegas. Hmm. That's bonkers. I thought I felt an earthquake one time in Washington, but I had no I like I don't know what it was. It could have been, we lived on a military base. It could have been something exploding. And it's they talk about feeling. Mount St. Helens, like would always like have little mini eruptions every once in a while. And I remember hearing them talk about like earthquakes and stuff are possible. I'm like, huh? I wonder what that's like. But oh, that's so strange. Like the ground, the thing that you that I rely on to be the most steadfast thing on the entire planet, <laughs> and just not be. 
We had one in North Carolina when I worked at Epic. Hmm. It was a small one, but we we all were, we were just all like, "What's happening right now? What's happening?" Oh, did you feel that? You feel that? It is a weird yeah, feeling. I felt that. Did you feel that? Yeah. First time I ever felt one, I was like ten or something, and I thought it was a I thought it was a big truck going by the house, but no. Hmm. Yeah, that's what a lot of people describe it as. Here in Oklahoma, we have earthquakes all like all the time, just because of all the fracking that's done in the state causes a lot of earthquakes. But we don't have big ones like you do in California. Well, it sounded like at one point there was the the weekly reader type discussion, like, is California going to break off and fall into the ocean? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the big one? And I remember hearing about all those things back in, like, the 80s when those massive earthquakes hit. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember then. People were talking about California was going to crack off. Like, yeah, is it about to happen? If it happened just right, I might have a uh, beachfront property here. Yeah. Or maybe when I visit uh, Yellowstone, something will happen there. They always talk about that around mm-hmm. every couple of years, too. Yeah, the, the geyser, largest... right? No, not the geyser, but yeah. the underground yeah. volcano. Right, the largest yeah. one in the northern hemisphere or something like that. Have you been to Yellowstone before? I have hey. not. It is For awesome. What? Yeah. Anybody. I've been like five miles from the gate, but I haven't been in, inside yet. I it's going to be a fun experience. Yeah. There's so much to see there. Like, if you want to look at animals, they got animals. You want to look at cool, amazing, beautiful, geological, like, wonders, mm-hmm. they've got that, too. Like, I, I remember being really impressed. And they've got massive, there's a, like, the, they don't call it the Grand Canyon. They call it the, something to that effect. There's this massive waterfall has this huge canyon. There's just so much going on. And for that place, like, to, is the quintessential natural park. Mm-hmm. The first one. Yeah. Let's see. For my fourth, we uh, we went to see Toy Story four. How was it? I liked it. I was skeptical of it needing to exist, but yeah, <laughs> yeah no, right? Yeah. I was, think that's uh, a camp I'm planning to do. They had a, a story arc um, for a lot of the characters that I didn't expect. It was good. It was it was like the first three was Andy's story arc. Um, but this one was several of the toy story arcs. Like they didn't necessarily have to coincide with Andy's. They just went a little bit further, you know what I mean? Um, and they did a lot of callbacks and stuff that it was good. I liked it. Um, the yeah, my wife took the kids stunning. to see it and she said she liked it too. Like my, I was just flabbergasted just from the visuals alone. They, like they literally looked real. Like the other ones, there were there was like a cartoony twist to them, so they always kind of looked. Even the humans, they looked stylized. You know, this one they're going for photorealism. Mm. Like Bo Peep is back, and she's porcelain, of course, and she has like that subsurface, like underneath the glaze where the the paint is like microfracturing. You know what I'm talking about? You got like the little patchiness. They even got to that detail, like. The eyes on Forky is like here with glitter glue, so you like actually see little glitter specks around his eyes. Like, it's crazy. There's pilling on some of the characters' like clothing. Buzz Lightyear stickers are like fraying and like peeling off. Like, they found every little tiny detail, and they're like mm. just cranking them all up. It's amazing. My kids went and saw it without me, and oh. they they loved it. And they said it's like really really sad, but you know, my son said that. There's really no reason for there to be another one now, too. Do you kind of agree? Yeah. That's kind of good to hear because I don't think there should be anymore. 
Yeah. I'm sure they could always push something, but part of the emotional impact for the three was thinking that it was going to be the last one. And you just remember yeah. like 10 years before, like when it started and like, where were you in your life? And, you know, now you have kids, possibly kids around that time, you know, at the end and you see like, there's a lot of things to relate to. And they took a little bit, another step. It's still relatable, especially now that I have kids that this one came out and when the third one came out, I don't think I did. So it related, I related to it in a different way than I would have otherwise, I think. So I thought it was worth it. It didn't feel as much of a money grab as I've been reading Lion King is. Hmm. Well, Bob is friends with uh, a guy that works at Pixar. I think his name is Josh, too. He was on, his name was by itself at the end of Incredibles 2. So, like, he worked his way up from working at Disney in the graphic design and eventually worked at, at Pixar. And he was saying that whenever they had the first cut of that movie, that the people at Pixar told him to go back and, or like the employees, like the people that they saw, they were like, can you please fix some of these things? And he says that whenever, by the time it was released and the, everybody got to see it before it was released, they're like, we are way happier, apparently, with the Wait, theatrical. Which movie? Toy Story 4. Oh, Toy Story 4. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember when the first trailer came out, it was like, it was dark and very Mm -hmm. ominous. And I remember going like, I don't want to watch that movie. Like, yeah, Yeah. I thought the third one was fine. And then if this is what you're hinting at, like, I don't want to see this. I think that early marketing hurt their bottom line on this. Because I think it... I mean, it it turned me off. Yeah. And apparently that guy, whoever he was, had the same kind of sentiment that there was something flawed about it that they have corrected. And they were much happier with the end result. There are horror aspects in it that harken back to me, like the first one. Because like when they did a lot of stuff with Sid, there were Uh like horror elements in that too. And I think they kind of amped it up a little bit more. Hmm. Uh, There's definitely some creepy stuff, but it's justified for what they're trying to do. And they don't spend too much energy in that area well, our fourth our fourth of july weekend is an amazing week because it's fourth of july which is cool my son's birthday is on the sixth mine's on the seventh so like and there's usually get togethers and barbecues and so that entire week is pretty exhausting with fun and outdoor happiness and this year was the same we went over to bob's because he lives closer to kind of the the fireworks display that the city puts off. And my wife and I were hanging out in the treehouse that has the perfect view of all the fireworks because it's up higher and it has no walls or roof. So nothing was obstructed. And it was really nice. The kids got to play and uh, like I said, we went to go see Spider-Man for my son's birthday, which was pretty cool. The movie was dope. He really, really liked it. He said it was the best Marvel movie and possibly the best movie ever. Well, yeah. For him to so, say that, that's pretty good. Yeah, normally he just doesn't care, and he he roots for the bad guy. So he was happy. And then my wife took me out for my birthday. Uh, Bob and his wife watched our kids, and we got to spend the entire day together, which was super fun. We went into Louisville, went to the big city, and what did we do? Oh, we went zip lining in a cave. Like, there's a bunch of caves around here, like massive underground caves. There's Mammoth Cave State Park, which is like the biggest cave system in the National world Park. or something. National Park, yeah. Uh, and I guess like under Louisville, there's a huge <laughs> cave system. There was a cave and then it became a mine and then it was abandoned and these people bought it and put like uh, <laughs> like a dirt bike track and zip lines and <laughs> laser tag and like a bunch of stuff down there. Wow. And so we're like riding around and a guy's like, oh, we're under the zoo right now. 
<laughs> so it's like just under the town. I didn't know it was here. And they have these massive like zip line structures. And it was super cool. Uh, there were like six or seven, I forgot, a couple hundred foot long zip line things. And it's in the dark. And it's it's all like misty down there because it's it's kind of warm and it was humid. And the first one we went on, they call it the descent into hell. And so they have a bunch of these orange like lights that are clustered <laughs> together on the ground. And it has like some ambient lighting showing up on the wall. And it looked like that you were in Zelda, like, and there's just like fire on the ground. I was like, this is crazy. And they hook you in your little harness thing that you got on. And then you just like run and jump kind of deal off the little platform. And you're just like, like, it's got these bearings in this little keeper thing. And they're just like, they're going nuts in there. And I, I feel like they're about to just explode and rip off, but they didn't. And then you were like walking around and there's this ladder or not a ladder, a rope bridge. It's like 200 feet some odd long rope bridge. It's massive bridge. I don't like bridges, these guys. I don't know if you know this about me. Not a fan of heights. Don't like bridges. And they're like, yeah, it's Indiana Jones style bridge. And the chick who's in charge of the thing, and there's like six or seven of us in this group that's doing all this stuff together. And she's like, yeah, just put your hands in the air. And if you walk across a bridge without touching the sides, then you get something cool. And I'm like, nah, screw that. I'm not doing that. And... There's people on the bridge, so you don't go like by yourself. You just, everybody just kind of walks, and so the bridge is like wobbling. <laughs> Not a fan of that. But zip lining in a cave is super fun. <laughs> yeah. And then we went on a scavenger hunt. There's an app called uh, Let's Roam. I don't know if you guys know about this. Yeah, there's an app called Let's Roam apparently, and you can like you buy, I say tickets air quotes, to like these scavenger hunts at these places all over the country. So Louisville has two two different scavenger hunt type things and you pay into it. And like, so my wife and I run a team and you acquire points and then there's like a leaderboard. And so you have to like, it tells you where to park and then it gives you directions as to like, go to this place. And there's a little picture of a landmark and you walk to that place. I think it was like a three year and a half mile eventual kind of route that we took that eventually led us back to where we started. And then you go to like, it was the, the baseball stadium that's downtown. And so like, you got to walk over to the baseball stadium and it has these questions. It's like, you know, look on this statue or how many of these things are on this thing. So you're like running around these landmarks trying to find the answers to these questions. And it's like, Oh, take a picture of you and someone else at this little thing. And so it's, it's fun and interactive and you get to learn stuff about your, the town that you're in. And so we went all downtown Louisville and learned a bunch of stuff. There's like the, the Louisville slugger plant. There's like some distilleries. There's, Really old buildings that used to be important stuff, and now it's like a spaghetti factory. And so there's a bunch of neat things that you know we learned about. It was like 90 degrees, and we were sweating to death. But the kids weren't there whining, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but we super enjoyed ourselves. It was it was a really great time. She did a really great job. So if you're in a new place, or if you have some time to kill in a new location, you want to learn something about it. I think at yeah, the app is called Let's Roam, and there's little bullet things all over the place with different cities. And I imagine that's Rome, R-O-A-M and not R-O-M-E. Yes, but there may be one of the little scavenger hunts in R-O-M-E. That'd be fun. And a bit confusing. That's Rome and Rome. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sean? Oh, you already talked about your... Yep. Oh, dang. We're coming up on an hour really quick here, so I'm not sure if you guys want to Talk about what you've been geeking out about or anything else you've been building or working on. 
Well, Sean, you just finished a project, didn't you? I just posted a video today uh, just to kind of get me going again. Um, in a lot of ways, I kind of feel like I just started my summer. Now that <laughs> my training is done, my, my daughter's birthday is, is all done, um, some initial work on the house. So now I finally get to work on the shop and start making stuff again. So I have a video I released today, which is just a like an organizer, organizer for like trash bags and stuff. And kind of like a, a one-note joke. Trash baggins. Trash baggins <laughs> on the front. And the video is a little That's bit... fantastic. Thanks. The, the video is a little bit different because there's there's no music, there's no soundtrack, there's no narration, just the sound of the shop. And when I was editing it and listening to it, I that sound was just kind of soothing to me. And I don't know if anybody else likes it, which if they do, great. If not, oh well. I, I liked it, and I just kind of released it that way. But then my next video will be done hopefully by the end of this week which is going to be the he-man masters of the universe sword all uh put together and gussied up and doing some final finishing on that now it's, it's hmm. the first time i'm ever really doing so-called proper finishing on a 3d print with uh the stand Ew. the standing the the ceiling of the the joints and the spring and then hopefully the um the distressing and i'll, I'll be selling that to my 3D prints is still busy. Is that Mark's model? It is, and I was really impressed with it. I made, I messed up on one thing that I'm going to have to patch up, but I think I'll be able to to patch up just fine. And that's that I had certain supports that were supposed to print um, on a certain part of the sword, and the supports weren't attached to the raft like they should have been. Um, instead, they were trying to print off the um, the glass print bed, and they didn't stick mm. and just kind of fell away. So I got a small little spaghetti part on one part of the sword, but I think I can I can patch that up. But, so there, you know a guy who made a video on helping you finish 3D prints, right? I do. I made that video. I fi- we have a bits video. I, I on. figured I was going to let you beg for it. All right. <laughs> well, somebody – I was on Twitter and some magazine or somebody picked it up and I saw it in my feed because somebody I know liked it. And it was the little – silver things that I made. And I'm like, hey, I made that. Some magazine recently picked it up. One quick thing about 3D printing, and I think I mentioned it before, but um, at least for me and my area and the the vendor events that we're doing, the 3D printing stuff is selling really well. And the Groots are are still selling. And a fun note about the Groots, I have one of my Groots sitting on the desk in uh, the Disney Burbank Studios right now. Somebody, somebody that works for the studios bought one, and it's on their desk at the studio, which I think is kind of fun. That's cool. <laughs> it wasn't their legal team, was it? Right. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> well, I'm also 3D printing a bunch of stuff right now. I got a new 3D printer. Uh, you might have heard it. It's quite, way quieter than the other one. But I got a new uh, Prusa Mark S, which is super amazing. And I've been printing all kinds of craziness. I printed this uh, like lightsaber that has the collapsible blade that you kind of flick it and the blade goes out. Um, I, right now, I am printing uh, Mjolnir because I don't have the time to make one out of wood like Donovan did. And I've got this uh, Chaos Cortex red filament that uh, Protopasta made from a guy named Garrett. And this is actually his model. So he designed this, and I'm printing his model with the filament that he made. And I'm very impressed with both of them. And so the handle is not brown like it is in the movie. It's red, like dark, cool, sparkly, blood red. But yeah, 3D printing props and like fun little character things. I don't plan on selling this. 
But it's that thought that like, oh, that thing in a movie is super cool. I'm like, I want that. I'm going to make it. And right here beside me, I've got pieces of a war machine helmet. And so my wife was asking me about uh, Halloween. Oh, I dropped it. And she's like, well, we should ask the kids what they want to be for Halloween. And you can just start like making your stuff now. I'm like, yeah, I totally could. Or they can do it so they're not spoiled. And they just <laughs> think that everybody gets cool custom Iron Man helmets. And we're like, I, I don't know. I love 3D printing. I love that idea that there are super low barriers to getting this idea out of your head. And so that's cool that you're diving into it too, Sean. I remember when you were hoping to maybe one day get an X car or a 3D printer or something. And now you've got everybody. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm falling in love with it really quickly that I'm looking at my second 3D printer, hopefully soon. Nice. You start a garden, not a, not a printing farm. <laughs> a little, little printing garden. Yep. Have you, Wes? I also have been doing 3D printing, but it's not the beginning of a project, but the end of one. I finally finished all 200 pieces for oh, the Wyoming nice. Department of Transportation. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Shipped it out. It's all good. Um, would you ever box. do it again? Would yeah. you ever do it again? I would. Yeah? The little Prusa was a workhorse. Did it did the vast majority. I had the Lulz bot doing some as well, but the support wasn't tearing off as cleanly uh, for whatever reason. I just didn't want to futz with it anymore, and the Perusa was just working, so it did probably sixty percent of them. And then I've got a box here. Uh, I, I was collecting all of the uh, support. It's just for the heck of it, like as I was cleaning them off. So it's got a, bu- a bunch of support pieces in here just for the heck of it. I'm just going to toss them, but it sounds neat on the audio. <laughs> but uh, ASMR 3D printing right there. Can, yes. That's right. Can ABS be recycled at all? I mean, is there anything you can legitimately do with that? I mean, you can make ABS like slurry with it as like mm-hmm. an adhesive. But uh, beyond that, I don't, I don't think so. It's probably the more hazardous of the filament I mean, to dispose that's, of. If you had um, like one of those home uh, right. filament extruders, extruders that you could yeah. chop all that stuff up and break it up enough to try to make you know pellets and things that you could try Ain't to. Nobody got time for that. Exactly. <laughs> Recycle um, filament into new filament. Yeah. So I've got that. Then also the house uh, maintenance project stuff that um, I'm glad to be mostly done with with the water stuff. I just got to fill the holes in. That's all the making I've been doing. But hopefully I can do more creative stuff here. Um, my target's at the end of this month is when both kids go into kindergarten full-time. So you guys need to stay on me about getting video content out. I'm going to make a concerted effort to be more consistent and put some actual videos out for a change. So. I'll just remind you of our, our little wager about 20K. Because mm-hmm. you're a good 1,500 in front of me right now. I've been lagging a lot. <laughs> Well, I never got you that burger, so I still owe you one. Yeah, and I owe you that one, too. Have <laughs> <laughs> you, Donovan? Me? Oh, I, I I told you guys what I've been doing. The, just the, oh, you're geeking out about. Oh, what am I geeking kinda, out about? I think this is kind of that, that part of the show. Sure. Um, so I got a couple presents in the mail from other makers. Uh, I don't know if people saw my stories, but I got this amazing... A uh, box from Nicole Huppert uh, that she made that she's like, oh, it looks terrible and has all these flaws. And I'm like, 
square. <laughs> it looks fantastic. And I got these like super burly uh, maple and walnut coasters from 715 Woodworks. Uh, but the thing I'm geeking out about most probably is um, Kevin over at 8-Bit Toy Box sent me these um, Teen Titans 8-Bit multi-layered uh, art pieces uh, for all the characters of Teen Titans. And they're amazing. Uh, and I want to make frames for them. So I need to figure out how to make cool frames for uh, 8-Bit Teen Titan art. Or pixel Teen Titan. What's the name of the guy who made those? Where where can you find those? Because those are cool looking. Um, his company name is Eight. Um, ugh, oh gosh, no. What he sells is it's called Eight Bit Toy Box. Um, but his Instagram handle is M M D B X Studios. I think. I want to make sure that I'm getting the uh, the nomenclature right. Just post it in our uh, post it in our chat, and then I'll. I can put it in our show notes. Yeah, M-M-D-B-X Studios. Amazing work. He's looking into doing, like, kits and stuff for people to make their own. But yeah, Does he sell those he anywhere? Because the packaging looks really professional. Yeah, he does trade shows and stuff like that. So these are the – I mean, it's even got the little hook, right? you know, the hanger folk for it. So, yeah, he sells these. And, yeah, he, has, he does different series of different characters – all of which are fantastic. So go check them out. That's what I've been geeking out about. Cool. Yeah. Tell them Donovan sent you. Hey, you guys realize this is episode 150? At least mention it. It is episode 150. That. That's awesome. It's a pretty big uh, landmark. And we mentioned it briefly before, but it's also kind of a, you know, a so, little bit of late celebration, but June 10th was our third year anniversary of the podcast. So, mm-hmm. Yep. So awesome. over three years already, three years, three live shows, <laughs> lots of content. <laughs> Where can they find that content? Well, it's funny you ask. Good job. <laughs> we have a website, makinggeeks.com. You can listen to all of our past episodes on the homepage of the site, and you can also get in contact with us on the contact page. If there's anything you'd like to suggest for the show questions you have just list them right there we've been getting some questions in so it's kind of good hearing from uh from some of our audience we'll probably address some of those in our next episode did you know we also have social medias all of us not just the making geeks but wes has his stuff that he does over at geek smithing so you can see all of his geeky goodness sean is over at geek builders and you can check out all of his geeky goodness josh is over at josh underscore make stuff and you can check out all of his geeky goodness. And if you want to check out my geeky goodness, you can see it over at Once Upon a Workbench. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons over patreon.com slash makinggeeks for keeping us on the air with their financial contributions. We got uh, some new ones recently, and that's pretty awesome. We actually broke our first uh, goal, Patreon goal. Where we'll have a, a monthly giveaway. We have not released many details about that. We're still formulating what that will mean. But we'll give away something uh, randomly to a patron uh, every month that is of significance to one of our four channels um, or something of that sort. Oh, what do you what you got? Oh, yeah. Josh is holding something up that I will not mention. But uh, if you'd like to we know. We could give this away. Is, we could give that away. 
Yeah. That'd be cool. We can say it right now. No, we're not going to say it right now. You have to to tune in next week and see what it is. Yeah. Or just watch it on YouTube. That's true. (laughs) We'd like to thank our top patron, C3D Prop Shop, for helping us out as well. Thank you, guys. And speaking of YouTube, man, we're getting good at this. Mm. Uh, If you want to interact with the show live, we live cast on YouTube at the Making Geeks podcast YouTube channel every Thursday around 9.30 p.m. Eastern time here in the U.S. of A. You can catch the show every Saturday and your podcast player of choice. And we'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you for participating while we kind of catch up. I know it's been a minute since the four of us have been back together. So hopefully uh, this little hodgepodge, uh, you know, potpourri. Yeah. So potpourri episode is good for everybody. So from all of us to all of you, we hope you have a fantastic week. See y'all. See you. Have fun. Damn, I wish I was a part of that conversation.